on the Posig Vayar Moshe is called Amalocha and etc. Vayivarach Oisa Moshe Moshe. So all the work that was done in Moshe Rabbeinu benched the Yidden. Rashi quotes the words Vayivarach Oisa Moshe and explains that Moshe Rabbeinu said, Omar Lohem Yiratzay and Shetisha Shechina B'Maisi Yedechem. May it be the will of Hashem that the Shechina should dwell in your the work of your hands. Vihinoyam Hashem Elokeinu Aleinu. The pleasantness of Hashem should be upon us. V'goimer etc. And Rashi concludes, This is one of the 11 Mizmoirim, one of the 11 Kapitlach that start off with Tfilah Lemoshe. So the Rebbe says, we need to understand, first of all, what's difficult in this passage that Rashi needs to come along, along and explain exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha to the Yidin was. Seemingly, when the Yidin fulfilled what Hashem commanded, especially when they did, as the passage says, Ka'asher Tziva Hashem, they did exactly as Hashem had ordered. So obviously for this, they're getting a bracha. So why does Rashi have to come along and start explaining exactly what the bracha was? Whether it was Ashreinu Matoy Chalkeinu, how fortunate we are to be able to do this, or Yasher Koyach, etc. And furthermore, seemingly Rashi is taking the word Vayivarech out of its literal explanation. Because he's coming along and explaining that actually it wasn't a regular bracha, but rather it's some sort of tefillah. He's saying, Yehi Ratzoy, may it be the will of Hashem. It's seemingly some sort of tefillah. A second question the Rebbe asks is, why does Rashi need to start off with saying that Moshe was Omar Lohem? He said to them, seemingly that's unnecessary because in the Pesach it says, Vayivarech Oysa, Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to them, he's blessing them. A third question is why is Rashi adding the posik of Ihinoyam Hashem Elekeinu Aleinu, even though, yes, it's true, Moshe Rabbeinu said this, but why is there a necessity for Rashi to come along and explain this to us in this parsha? Why couldn't it just say the first point that Yiratzen that the Shechina should dwell in your handiwork? And even if it's necessary for Rashi to explain this, well, perhaps Rashi could explain it over there in Tehillim. And this is just like Rashi doesn't explain other things that are related to our Parsha. Like, for example, the things that Rashi would explain later in Parsha Shmini, when it discusses this very same day of Akamas Mishkan, Rashi doesn't bring that over here. So why does Rashi find it necessary to start explaining this particular aspect in Tehillim? The Rebbe also asks, if Rashi said, Why does he add the V'goymer? What else is he hinting to that's necessary to understand over here? And finally, why is it necessary to say that this is one of the 11 kapitlach of the Tefillah when in fact this Pasek is within the first capital, the one that starts Tefillah so it's obvious that Moshe Rabbeinu said it. Why is it relevant to know that there are actually 11 kapitlach that Moshe Rabbeinu said? And even though it's true, Rashi is just bringing seemingly what it says in the Medrash, but usually Rashi does not bring Medrashim if they're not necessary for the simple explanation of the Pasuk. And furthermore, Rashi doesn't even say over here that this is a Medrash to imply as if it's something that's not so directly related to Pshut Yishol Mikra. By not saying it's Medrash, it seems to me that this is very relevant to the simple Pshat of the Pasuk. The Rebbe then goes ahead and compares this Rashi to another Rashi in Shmini, where Rashi seemingly says something very similar. On the Pasuk, So there too Rashi says that they said, And But a number of differences. First of all, in that case, Rashi does not bring the Vegoimer, 
Rashi does not bring that it's one of the 11 kapitlach that Moshe Rabbeinu said. The order of the brachis is the reverse. Over there it first says, V'hinoyam Hashem alekeinu aleinu, and then he brings the Yerotzin. Whereas in our Rashi, Rashi does it in the other order. And finally, over there it says, Omru, that Moshe and Arun said, and here it says, Omar lohem, Moshe Rabbeinu said to them, to the Yidin. So the Rebbe says the explanation of all of this is, the problem in our Pasuk is that in our Pesukim, the Torah is telling us regarding the making of the Mishkan and the Kalim, which were done particularly through the Chach Melev, through the particular craftsmen that made it. And since the Pasuk then concludes after everything that they made, it sounds like, who is the Oysam, who was blessed? These are the Chach Melev that made the Mishkan. The question is, why isn't Moshe Rabbeinu giving a bracha to all of the Eden when all men and women all donated for the Mishkan to the extent that Moshe Rabbeinu had to announce that people shouldn't bring anymore because there's plenty and only then did the people stop bringing. And as we know, Moshe Rabbeinu is Oyev Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu loves the Eden. Surely he should have benched all of the people when they brought all of these donations. And not only when the Chachmei Lev, the craftsmen, finished making the Mishkan, which are only special people, and they should get the bracha. And even if you want to say that since Rashi does not say that it's only the Chachmei Lev got the bracha, so rather Rashi holds that actually all of the Yidin are getting the bracha. And this could be based on the point, because when the Pasuk says, Vayasu B'nei Yisrael es this could also be referring to the work of bringing all of the things for the Mishkan. But nevertheless, even if that's true, that, um, that the bracha of Moshe is applying to them, but why doesn't Moshe Rabbeinu bless them right when they finish bringing it? And why is he waiting so long only till the Mishkan is actually built, which is actually a half a year later? So the Rebbe says, therefore we must say that of course Moshe Rabbeinu benched them when they did all of that. The Pasuk doesn't even have to say it, it's so obvious. Or you could actually say the reverse. There's no need even to give a Yashar Koyach because, of course, they're doing what they're supposed to do and uh, there's no need even that even though they're giving so much Nachas to Moshe Rabbeinu, who says that they necessarily have to be thanked explicitly. But what's our Pasuk saying? This is not only a regular thank you. Rather, here is a special bracha which is connected to the completion of the Mishkan. We know that the Eibishter acts in a way of Mida Keneged Mida. And therefore, the point over here of the Avoid of Bnei Yisrael, they're making a Mishkan in order that Veshachanti Besoichem to the Ebishter should be able to dwell in it. Ah, oh, so Moshe Rabbeinu is coming and saying, Yiratzoin, that the Shechino should actually now come and dwell in it. Now we can understand why Rashi says, Amar Lohem, he's saying to them. Because the reason why this bracha is mentioned over here is because it's not just a simple Yasha Koyach, which that should have been before as well. Rather, Amar Lohem, meaning to say this is specifically applying to something that was being done right now, something that they specifically want that the Shechina should come down, so he's giving a bracha that the Shechina should actually come down. However, based on this, says the Rebbe, the question then becomes, we know that Rashi had told us earlier already that Noah was able to put up the Mishkan. Only Moshe Rabbeinu himself ended up putting it up with Abish's help, of course. So even though it's true that the Bnei Yisrael worked hard, and did all of these things, nevertheless, seemingly, there should have also been a bracha from Moshe Rabbeinu himself, and it, that should be together with it, include a bracha for the rest of Bnei Yisrael, because it's only through Moshe Rabbeinu's act that finally the Mishkan was completed. 
That's why Rashi says, that's exactly what happened. After he says, that the Shechina should dwell in, your, in the work of your hands, he adds the Pasuk, the pleasantness of Hashem should be on us, meaning the Shechina should dwell on us, referring to himself as well. That's why it says, upon us. This is also why Rashi concludes by saying that this is one of the 11 Mizmoirim of Tefillah Moshe. In other words, since we find clearly that this is Tefillah L'Moshe. The Moshe Rabbeinu is davening for the Asherah that the Shechina should dwell in the Mishkan. So that's where we see clearly that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying this bracha. When is he saying it? We now understand from that capital that he was saying it at the end of the making of the Mishkan and he's including himself in this bracha that the Shechina should dwell in the handiwork of Moshe Rabbeinu together with the Yidin. Why does Moshe Rabbeinu say V'goymer? Because if a Talmud Mamulach, an extra clever Talmud, will come along and say that maybe when it says, Who says it actually refers to Moshe Rabbeinu himself as well? So Rashi says, look further in the Pasuk. After we know Hashem Alekeinu, Aleinu, what does it say? In other words, this is all the Masay Yodayim, the handiwork of both Moshe Rabbeinu himself together with the Bnei Yisrael. However, says the Rebbe, a Talmud could still ask, who says this is Moshe Rabbeinu himself saying it? In fact, if you look in the capital, you may say, and Moshe Rabbeinu, which is uh, uh, the years of a person's life, the 70 years or 80 years, etc. Moshe Rabbeinu himself is already past that age because we know Moshe Rabbeinu takes the Yidden out of Mitzrayim when he's 80 years old. So the Rebbe says, that's why Rashi says, this is one of the 11 Mizmoidim in Tefillah Lemoisha. So that if you want to come and argue and say, maybe only the beginning, the first part of Tefillah Lemoisha, Moshe Rabbeinu said, and maybe the rest is the Yidin saying it. So the Rashi tells us, no, there's 11 kapitlach over here that are all being said by Moshe Rabbeinu. So clearly the end of that very first kapitel is obviously also something that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying. Says the Rebbe, now let's go back and look at the Rashi in Parsha Shmini. When it says over there, which comes right after the work of Aaron and Moshe, that's what the Psukim are speaking about over there. And that's the way the Brach is coming, is coming in. So there when it says, Amru, they say, So there it's first of all, of course, speaking about Moshe and Aaron themselves. And therefore it says, Amru, they said, not Amru, I'm not speaking to the Yidden. It's they said it themselves. It's regarding their own avoida. It doesn't say v'goymer over there because the continuation now is not going to be speaking about the avoida of Moshe and Aaron. And finally, it doesn't say it's one of the 11 kapitel of Moshe because here there's no svarah to say that it's the Bnei Yisrael are saying it because we're only speaking about the avoida of Moshe and Aaron. Whereas in Parsha's Pekudei, in our Parsha, we're actually speaking about the making of the whole Mishkan, which was the Bnei Yisrael. We can now also understand why in that Pasuk it says, first, regarding Moshe and Aaron themselves, that's the main point, and then it adds, that the Shekhinah should also dwell because the Shekhinah is going to come down as a result and in continuation to what Moshe and Aaron had done, and as Rashi explains over there, that during the seven days, the Shekhinah wasn't coming down, and the Yidden were worried that the Shechina is not coming down. And finally, through what Moshe and Aaron did, now the Shechina finally came down. 
says the Rebbe Dehira from all of this is that even after the Bnei Yisrael did everything that Hashem asked and did the Bishleimus, they donated to the Melechas HaMishkan. And they completed doing everything that the Chachmei Leiv did, exactly as Hashem commanded. Nevertheless, they still couldn't put up the Mishkan themselves. They need to bring it to Moshe that he should set it up. Even that's not enough till they get the bracha from Moshe Rabbeinu and only then does the Shekhinah come down. On the other hand, once the Bnei Yisrael did bring everything they did to Moshe, not only Moshe Rabbeinu gives them a bracha, but in fact he includes himself within their bracha and he says, That means Moshe Rabbeinu is participating and including himself together with their avoida and their poli. Similar in the avoida of each and every yid, that even after he completes all of his avoida that's designated to him, he always must know that he still doesn't have the koichus. To come to the, to the ultimate of his avoid, to set up the Mishkan, so to speak, to Hashem. Rather, he has to bring everything to Moshe Rabbeinu. And to the Spashtusa, to the extension of Moshe Rabbeinu in every generation. All the way till. Kvait Kedushas the Nasi of our generation. And only then does he have the Koyach, does the Nasi Adoir have the Koyach and the ability to set up the, the Mishkan. For the Bnei Yisroel, because he is the one that's standing between Hashem and Bnei Yisroel. He is the Mamutza, the intermediary that connects Neshamas Yisroel to Aviyim Sheba Shamayim. And even after Moshe Rabbeinu participates, the Shechina still doesn't come down until Moshe Rabbeinu gives them the bracha that the Shechina should come down. In simple words, each and every Yid with all of his milis and all of his avoida needs to be connected to the Ispashtus, to the Moshe, to the Rebbe. And only through that can he connect with the Eibishter. And as it says in Nigla de Torah, in the Mechilta, on the Pasuk, Vayaminu Ba'ashem of Moshe Avdoi, that anybody that believes in Moshe Rabbeinu, it's as if he believes in Hashem. And furthermore, all of the matters of each and every Yid, both Begashmis and Beruchnis, are dependent on the Nasi. And this too is something that doesn't only say in Kabbalah and Echsidus. Rather, it says in the Gemara, someone that has a sick person at home, should go to the Chacham, that he should daven for him. What does Chayla mean? This is whether it's a physical Chayla or is in the Shaman. In other words, he's still missing some of his Shleimus and his Avaidah to Hashem. So it's not enough that he himself or somebody else asks Rachmim, asks Hashem for mercy, for a cure, for the sickness. Rather, he also needs a Tefillah of the Chacham. And only then does it bring about that Veshavarafaloi to bring about the Rafua. Says the Rebbe, however, there are two conditions. The Gemara uses the expression Chacham Be'iroi. So what is the idea of Chacham Be'ir? So the Rebbe says, first of all, Chacham means, as we know, Ezel Chacham or Royes Hanoilod. Literally translated, who's a Chacham? The one who could see the consequences of the future. The Alter Rebbe explains what it means is a Chacham is someone that could see in every single thing the Devar Hashem, that which is creating all creations every single moment. Since this is a person that's a Roya, he sees how things are being created, he sees the Devar Hashem in things, he doesn't only look at the materialistic or Gashmi, he's looking at things of things, therefore he could see things the way they really are. And therefore he could first of all be able to see the sickness in for what it is, as well as he is the one that could be Mo'ayre Rachamim to Davin for their Fuah. Since he is the one that sees the Dvar Hashem, he has the ability to change the various different sirufim, similar to what it says, Mishamr l'shem en v'yid like, huyayim l'chayim en v'yid like, the Rebbe does not elaborate on the story over here, but very briefly, we all know the story, that the daughter of Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa ended up lighting, instead of with oil, the Shabbos candles, she ended up using vinegar, and Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa said that the same one, the Eibishter, that said that oil could burn, could make that vinegar should burn, and the way Chassidus explains it, in other words, once you're tuned in to the Tzirufim, to those words and letters that Hashem creates with, 
So then you could also change around those letters and change from the tziruf that makes shemen burn to, uh, to make the, the same thing should work with chaymets. So the Rebbe is applying the same thing over here, that a chacham, that's a roya, the dvar Hashem, has the power to bring about the refuah. Point number two, what does it mean that the chacham needs to be be'ir? He's a person that doesn't lock himself up in his own daladamas. If, even though maybe he's involved in very great things of Talmud Torah and Tefillah and other great things, rather he's be'ir, he's in the city, he's devoted, he's connected to all the Yidin that are there, and therefore he davens to them. These two conditions are similar to the two ideas in connection to Moshe and Bnei Yisrael. First of all, they had to bring all the work to, in order for it to be completed to Moshe. He is the Chacham, he is the Raya Yisrael. And point number two, he includes himself together with all the Yidin. The Rebbe concludes, however, before the Bnei Yisrael come to Moshe, first it says that they did everything that Hashem commanded. That means before Moshe Rabbeinu could participate with them and give them the Bracha, they already did everything that they needed to do. And only then does he participate with them in making the Mishkan and giving them the Bracha. The same thing is true with the Avoid of each and every Yid. In order to have the Ishtatavas, the participation of Moshe in each and every generation and his Bracha, the Yidin is Zoycha to that only when he first does according to his own ability completely. And as it says, blesses you, that means first you have to do it. So in a similar way over here, the Rafuah. From Moshe, who's the Chacham, comes only when the Chayla himself does everything. First of all, the natural things that are needed to do according to Torah, like it says, Verapo Yerape, that the Reifei has Rishus to bring about the Rafuah. And similarly, in spiritual, in Yanami, does what he can. However, if the Yidin are still lacking, they're avoid of making the Mishkan. So that in such a situation, they're not kalim, proper kalim for the Ishtatvah, of Moshe and his bracha. On this point, that Yidin are not doing their avoid properly, the Rebbe brings a pizgam over here from the Friedrich Rebbe, that there's certain chassidim called Tzareis chassidim. That when things are good for them, they don't come. And then when they're given a certain shlichus and spreading chassidus, they start avoiding the situation and trying to get out of it. And only when they're in a situation of Tzareh Rachman al-Litzlan, they come demanding that we need a miracle, etc., so, however, when Yidin come and do their avoid properly, according to their ability, and they come to Moshe Rabbeinu in the proper way with their Amunah, as Razal said, we said before, that Moshe Rabbeinu participates with them in their avoid, and he includes himself with all of them, and he helps each and every Yid specifically, individually, in his avoid to the Abishter, and after his participation, the avoid of Klal Yisrael, he brings about with his bracha, the Ashras Ashchina, in Maisei Yodeinu of all the Yidin, along with Moshe Rabbeinu, and brings each and every single Yid to his proper Shlemus.